Back Fortune Podcast is brought to you in part by Legacy Now. Legacy Now is a ministry I lead that exists to serve those that serve others, primarily in the student ministry space. If I can serve you and for more information about my ministry or to connect with me on social media, you can find more information at LegacyNow.me. That's LegacyNow.me. Hey there, friend. Welcome to the porch, or welcome back to the porch, whatever the case may be. Uh, hey, wanted to throw a, an idea out tonight that's been uh, percolating here on the porch the last uh, week or two. I've had quite a few conversations about this, and it's proven to be, for me personally, and also for my friend, it's led to some really phenomenal conversation uh, about a whole bunch of different things. And I'm not going to get into specifics, but uh, wow this topic has really disturbed something in us and made us think a lot and I wanted to share it with you because it's been um, something that's been powerful for us on the back porch the last, last week or so um, and some different conversations with different people and um, it's been a full week on the porch which has been really cool and a blessing to have uh, a time with some really great people to talk about different things and so let me just jump in um, about a week ago I was back here with some some younger dudes and we were talking about all kinds of things. We went all over the place. And um, at one point, we started talking about some things going on in a culture with substances and what's acceptable or not acceptable. Um, for instance, when I was in high school, the bad people smoked cigarettes. The druggies smoked pot. Uh, now, in my community, pot is not really considered a drug. It's very socially acceptable. Um, drugs around here are hardcore stuff. It's uh, prescription stuff. It's, it's things that are uh, lethal and in some people's opinions way worse than pot. And pot's considered very much a socially acceptable drug. And, and that's fascinating. And it's I've seen the culture shift in that. And this is not an anti-pot or pro-pot conversation. I'm using that to kind of set the stage for uh, my point tonight or my thought tonight that I want you to think about. And that's this. For me, for a long time, pot was just... Uh, it's not been a thing in my life. I don't smoke pot. Um, a lot of cigars, but, but no pot. Um, but it's never been a thing for me. Like, it's never... Like, I just grew up being told it's not right. And so in my mind, it was a thing where it just wasn't a social thing for me. I, I've never been... I've been around it, but it's not something I do a lot. Or have ever done. Um, I didn't say that right. But anyway... Um, my point is this, things have shifted, attitudes have shifted, and now it's very socially acceptable. In fact, good young Christian people have some fascinating viewpoints on things like pot. And that's just one topic. Again, this is not about pot, it's just to kind of to stir the pudding here a little bit. Um, the thought that happened in my, my brain after these dudes left was this. Um, I have convictions in my life that are real for a reason, that have developed over time. And a conviction is a, a Christian word we use a lot, but conviction means a strong-held belief that something is right or wrong. A conviction is something in your soul that says, that's wrong and I'm not going to do it. Typically, from a Christian perspective, that comes from a biblical, uh, the Holy Spirit does something in your heart and says, that's not wise, I shouldn't do it. Whatever that thing is in your life, whether it's drugs or alcohol, sexual stuff, behavior stuff, whatever that is, uh, we have convictions about certain things. Um, uh, awkwardly, I've prayed sometimes that God would give me a conviction about my attitude in the car sometimes because I at times uh, lose my temper 
driving about other drivers. And so I've, I've asked God, would you give me a conviction to not be such a jerk sometimes when I'm driving? Uh, maybe for you it's something else. Maybe it's language. Maybe it's whatever that might be. But we do all have some sort of conviction in our soul about certain things. And we don't have convictions about others. And typically, things that we have convictions of, when people are doing it or bring it up, it stirs a reaction in you. So if you have conviction about alcohol, then people start drinking, you react a certain way because you and your heart have decided that's not wise. I've talked to a lot of people who don't drink simply because of what's happened in their family. They have a conviction because they've seen consequences negatively of what happens when alcohol consumes someone's life. That doesn't mean alcohol's wrong. That person has a, has a conviction about alcohol based on a certain experience. Uh, and the point about that is to say, I think alcohol is one of those wisdom things. Um, obviously, if you're of age, it's a whole different conversation than if you're not. If you are of age, it's a wisdom thing. Is it wise for me to do this? Uh, is me partaking of this gonna negatively influence what it is I stand for? If I'm hanging out back here on the back porch with some adult friends and someone pours a bourbon, there's nothing wrong with that. Unless, for someone, if that's a trigger for them, you have to respect that. If they have a conviction about it, it's learning to respect other people's conviction. And in 2020, we really don't do that well. We don't look at other people with strong convictions or strong held beliefs about things and respect it. In fact, now we kind of make fun of it or we think there's something wrong with them. And what's weird now is literally 20 years ago in America the church had a loud voice and it spoke with a, a voice of conviction about biblically what was right or wrong and that voice to a degree has been muted and that voice has been toned down and so now if someone says hey the bible says this about marriage or the bible says this about sex the bible says this about alcohol people look at those people and go man they are just a bible banging thumping man they are out of control and that's fascinating to me. But that brings about the question I wanted to ask you tonight. This one that's really fascinated me and it's led to some great conversation. And that's this. I want you to think about your personal convictions. What are those things in your life that you have said, I'm not going to do that or that's not wise. I'm going to choose not to do that. Maybe it's a big picture thing like, hey, I'm not going to have sex before I'm married. Or I'm not going to cheat on my wife. Or I'm not going to get drunk. I'm not going to do drugs. Whatever that might be. I'm going to be wise with my finances. Whatever that personal conviction might be for you. And then I want to ask you this. And here's the question. Let's just say in the last few years. I posed it to my friends. It's 10 years. But let me, for the sake of the podcast. Because I know people from different ages listen to this. Let's say in the last three or four years. Which of your convictions have hardened? What have you become more firm on that you, you look at now compared to even a couple years ago and say, man, I, I really have a stronger conviction about that. And which ones have softened? Which, which of your convictions that maybe a couple years ago you're like, I would never do that or I don't think that's wise. And now, maybe it's a part of your life now or maybe you accept it now or maybe you look at it differently now. And for me, that list is fascinating as I've talked about it with some friends and I don't need to get into all the specifics of what's been mentioned back here because those are, you know, what's said back here stays back here. Um, But I will say this. 
And for a lot of us, we've been challenged, especially when it comes to um, the area of sexuality and the, the loud voice that a certain agenda has now. It's challenged viewpoints. Whereas people used to be black and white, they might be a little bit more gray now. It's been fascinating to hear that, that I had a conviction this was just wrong. And maybe I still think it's wrong, but maybe not like I used to. I'm paraphrasing what some folks have said. But it's been fascinating to hear that that what used to be black and white is now gray. And that's that's an interesting area in itself, but uh, I think Pot's one of those things, where Pot used to just be wrong, and now there's a, a, a massive generation of people that go, eh, it's okay, nothing wrong with that. And in most states, it's still illegal, but most people say, hey, it's just fine, it's no big deal. And I think that's fascinating, the, the conviction about that, especially amongst Christians, seems to have been changed a little bit. Uh, for me, a conviction that's gotten stronger is uh, the commitment I have to uh, do life in community because I've just seen, even this summer, so many times over, whether it's in this job stuff I'm in or just personal stuff or with some friends, the power of brotherhood. Just yesterday, I had a, a massive thing happen at my house where I had a water leak I found in my basement and I went to fix it. And as I was trying to fix it, I made it worse. And I literally had gushing water uh, streaming out all over my kitchen. My kitchen was flooded. Uh, it leaked into my basement. And my basement was, for the most part, flooded. And I made calls. And luckily, the first couple of people called picked up and told me what to do, but they couldn't come over. And then I called a buddy from my small group. I said, hey, man, can, could you come over? And he dropped everything and came to my house and helped me fix it. <laughs> Listen. That's amazing to me that this man would take a Sunday afternoon and drop everything and speed over to help me fix an issue I had. And by the time he got here, I was a hot mess because I'd been covered in water and laid on the ground in water trying to fix this thing that, that was broken and couldn't fix it. And had to turn the water off at my road, like literally turn the water off to my house so we could just fix it. And luckily we did. And then I spent the rest of the day chopping up water, but it is what it is. But to me, in the middle of a bad day, I had a great friend. And that great friend's a great friend because we've done a lot of life together, even back here. We've spent countless, <laughs> who knows how much time we spent together back here. Uh, or various back porches across the Atlanta area over the last 20 years. But, uh, man, in the midst of a bad day, a good friend showed up. And to me, that commitment of community uh, and doing life with others... It's so powerful, and it's only gotten strong. That conviction has gotten stronger. I want to pound the table. It's just gotten to the point in my life now where I meet with people and they start talking about stuff. And in my brain, a filter is you need to have a small group. You need to have people who are in the trenches with you, man. You can't do this alone. That's how strong the conviction is. It's become a filter for counsel for me when I meet with people. Like, are you in? Are you doing life with other people? And that that. If, if anything, that conviction has strengthened and hardened over the last decade, for sure. Even more so than it was, which is saying a lot for me, because I've spent pretty much my whole life doing small groups. Uh, especially my adult life, and uh, man, I just, I am as convicted as ever about the power of doing life in a group. What is that for you? What, what is that thing for you if you look around your life and you think about how you operate? What is that conviction that's gotten harder? And then on the flip side, what is the conviction that's gotten softer. Maybe you're not as uh, dogmatic about it as you once were, or your things have changed, or, or your circumstances have changed, your culture has shifted. 
And here's my challenge for you on that. It's been challenging for me to think about this. Why has it gotten softer? Is that a good thing? Or has it gotten softer because I've chosen to listen to lies of the world and not allow the truth of God to speak into my life? Because we're in a culture now where we don't spend a lot of time necessarily running and saying, what does God say about it? Um, in fact, one of the guys who's over the night said this very clearly, and he's 18. Uh, you know, you do you. Whatever makes you happy. Like, I'm not going to judge you for doing what you do. Don't judge me for doing what I do. And I would say that's a pretty prevalent thought for people in their teens and 20s right now. You do you, man. Whatever makes you happy. And I understand that. But I don't know that that fully lines up with what Scripture says. Because God does give us some guardrails for how we should navigate our lives. And listen, please don't see me here with a gavel and a robe on telling you you're wrong. Because, as I've said on this podcast a thousand times, I am a hot mess. So I'm not one pointing a finger at anyone but myself. And I've had to analyze and think about myself. The areas that I've softened, is that a good thing? And I'm still wrestling with that. So, so I'm, I'm not at a place of peace. But it's been an interesting conversation for me. It, it's been really fascinating to think about. What, what convictions in my life, what strong-held beliefs that, frankly, for most of us, uh, are kind of dictate some of our behavior have gotten harder? Which ones have gotten stronger? That's something I want you to think about. Because this definitely uh, rattled most of us here on the porch the last week or so. I do want to give you a quick verse that, that um, for me, is really... Uh, I've, I've just stared at this a little bit, thinking about this idea. It's in First Peter, uh, chapter 3. And he's... Uh, in this thing, he's, he's, there's a lot here about suffering in chapter 3 and about doing good. Uh, but it's, uh, it's, a, it's a famous verse, but I think it applies right here. It's in... Uh, 1 Peter 3.15 But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience, so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. For it is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than doing evil. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, him for us, basically, to bring you to God, who's put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. And I just, gosh, I'm going to go back to the 15 real quick. In your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope you have. I think for many of us, our convictions are softened because we don't want to do that. We don't want to look at someone and go, well, you know, because I love Jesus, I'm not going to do that. Because my hope is in heaven, I'm not going to go down that road. Because I've placed my faith and my trust in my future and my life and my present in Jesus' hands, I'm not going to make those choices right now. Many of us aren't prepared to give that answer, frankly. I want to challenge you to think about that. Think about those convictions in your life. Are they a healthy thing? Are they beneficial for you? Do they need to harden you? Are there some that you need to challenge? And, and here would be my challenge to you on that. Find some friends that you do life with and sit in a circle and have this conversation. And say, hey, what, what do you see in my life? Do you see this as a strong conviction? Do you feel like it's something I need to work on? I need to ask the Lord for help for? I need to dig into Scripture and see what God says about it? Or even encourage each other. Man, I see this in you. I see that you are someone who really sets some great guardrails in this area. That's so awesome. Man, how do you do that? Help me figure that out. 
don't just go negative on this. Go positive too, because by all means we can we can talk ourselves into some pretty deep stuff here. But uh, that's just a topic. The topic of convictions has been really fascinating for me lately, especially in a culture where there's not a lot of absolute truth. So the idea of conviction has become a little bit of a uh, a random thing because we don't encourage that these days. We don't support each other to live with deep conviction we just want you to do you and that doesn't mean God wants us to be a bunch of robots who follow him that's not the point the point is we have the grace to struggle because of Christ but we also are not struggling to be free because of Christ we are free and we have the freedom because of him to grow and to learn and to develop and to become more and more like him so think about your convictions Think about when they've gotten stronger. Think about when they've gotten weaker. And as you do so, I hope it leads you to some cool thoughts, some challenging thoughts. Maybe even open up his word and you dig in a little bit and ask God, hey, what, what, what are those things in my life I need to think about and evaluate? That's a few thoughts from the porch tonight. Look forward to talking soon.